This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, I'm Keith Parker, Head of Equity Strategy at UBS, and I'm pleased to be joined by Alistair Pinder, Senior Strategist. Excited to talk about our outlook for 2023, Anatomy of a Market Bottom. Alistair, the setup coming into the year with UBS economists now forecasting a recession is essentially a race between easing of financial conditions on the back of inflation coming down and the coming hit to growth and earnings from those increases already in tow from short rates, which does point to a pretty significant slowing early next year. We've done a lot of work on anatomy of a bottoming. Can you walk us through you know, to investors, how should we think about a sell-off and what indicators are we watching for a market trough? Yeah, thanks, Keith. So you know, if we're going into a recession next year, as the UBS economists forecast, then it paints a quite difficult backdrop for equities. Usually during that kind of environment, equities sell off around 30%. When do they start to recover? Well, it often happens around 75% through the recession, which based on um, you know, the house forecast would imply somewhere towards late Q3. The interesting thing this time around though is that our work has showed that the sooner um, a market starts to price a recession, the sooner they come out of it. And our recession probably in the in probability indicator uh, peaked quite early this year already. In terms of the signposts and the indicators that we're looking for, uh, we put together 17 indicators. What we found is that when collectively they reach around 75% of the triggers, that's a good um, you know, indicator that we're reaching the trough. At the moment, we're around 50%. And what we need to really um, you know, change for us to become more confident that we're getting to that trough is a reduction in stuff like rates and credit spreads and easing of financial conditions, as well as a reduction in valuations. Uh, the final point to highlight as well is that our work has showed that the ISM has often been a lagging indicator. So equity markets trough one month before uh, the fall in ISM. Um, but financial conditions often lead equities by one to two months. And so with that in mind, Keith, you know, where do you think uh, the S&P would likely trough going into next year? Yeah, that's a great segue, Alistair. And, and history shows that growth and earnings deteriorate before you get that meaningful move uh, lower in financial conditions. And that's our assumption. Our trough multiple that we've assumed is around 14 and a half times. So think uh, a 10-year moving below 4%, equity risk premium of around 5% would support a multiple below 15 times or 14 and a half. What we've also found historically is that forward earnings estimates get revised down by about a pace of 2 to 3% per quarter. And again, what are we watching for for that bottoming? It's all about financial conditions and corporate yields in particular when we've seen the yields peak, so treasuries plus spreads and come down has been uh, a point where the multiple bottoms and starts to turn. Key to that is really Fed cutting on the back of recession starting in Q3 and starting that recovery. So with that in mind, let's turn the discussion towards recovery and how should investors think about that? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's two aspects I think, you know, it's worth discussing. One is sort of like, you know, what drives the recovery and what determines how strong it is. And our machine learning model has shown that typically around the market troughs, what we see is that 
growth and you know things like break-evens and growth expectations become much more important than rates. So you know as you get that recovery, the focus becomes really on the economic activity. And you know historically around recessions, it's taken around two years for an, um, an equity market to recover their gains and get back to prior peaks. But there's wide dispersion amongst that. So if you have strong economic growth, you know GDP running above three percent on average then actually it takes roughly a year to get back to prior peaks. If you have an economy that's actually very sluggish, it isn't that V-shaped recovery, then that rebound can be much slower. And financial conditions also play a, a key role in that as well. So as we approach the, you know, towards the, the end of the uh, year, Keith, you know, where do you think equity markets will, will end? Well, based on that, Alistair, economists are forecasting coming out of that recession a, a bit of a sluggish GDP um, path below 3%. But there's a lot of complicating factors, Alistair, as we think about next year. And one front and center for the for investors is the Fed pivot. And we had CPI inflation print that surprised lower and equities rallied. How should investors think about that Fed pivot? Yeah, I mean, the Fed pivot is arguably an upside risk for equities at this point. And what we found historically is that from when the Fed pauses uh, to when they begin to cut, on average, the S&P 500 is up uh, 4% during that time period. But there's a huge dispersion in returns. And importantly, you know, the biggest focus that investors should be focused on is why is the Fed uh, pivoting? And what we find is that in the six months after the Fed starts cutting, if the economy heads into a recession, equities are down 10% on average. And if they avoid it, equities are up 12.5%. But the real focus should be is what's happening to the economy and the trajectory at that point. And if you are seeing a slowdown, uh, then arguably the Fed pivot isn't going to be as much of support, at least in the longer term. Great point. I think positioning also complicating matters. When we look at global and U.S. M2 cash as a percentage of equity plus bond market cap, we're back to levels of April of 2009, so mm -hmm. quite extreme. And as we got rates markets repricing, Fed expectations lower, we got a, a pretty big pop in equities. But to your point, if you do get a bigger reset in Fed expectations on slower growth, uh, we've seen equities sell off average of nearly 10%. So positioning complicating fundamental matters. Uh, but again, we think that call on cash has more value uh, middle of next year once we go through a typical flow cycle. The other point I wanted to leave investors with is we talked about our baseline of a sell-off and then a recovery. There's a lot of scenarios, and yeah. to that point about a Fed pause and pivot, the hope is inflation falls rapidly, mm -hmm. the Fed can ease off the gas pedal, and the economy avoids recession. And on the negative side, if indeed we see sticky inflation or a housing downturn, we could see a hit relative to our baseline for the S&P. So, just to summarize, on the back of forecasted recession in the U.S., we do see equities notably weak into the middle of next year, assuming financial conditions stay tight and a large hit to growth. Obviously, a lot of scenarios around that. Key for investors, though, is we do the work around what signposts and signals to watch for that market bottoming and turn. Thank you.
This content has been prepared by UBSAG, its subsidiaries and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content and has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regular or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2022. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.